It's the Reprobate Travel Cast. Broadcasting from Louisville, Kentucky this week. Fun town. The band is High Time Rebellion. This song is called Crest of Mind. I met these kids on YouTube. Nice, nice guys in uh, High Time Rebellion and girl. I really love their music. I think they're really good. They do a lot of cool stuff. Check them out on YouTube, High Time Rebellion. They're out of Indonesia. I always wanted to go to Indonesia. It always sounded like a cool place. I guess in Indonesia, they cook pigs underground. They dig a pit and bury the pig and cook it uh, in some coals underground. And I understand that it is the greatest thing in the world. I love pork. Oh, my goodness, do I love pork. Love it. I could never be a Jewish person or a Muslim because I love pork too much. How could you live without pork? I couldn't do it. A pizza... With no pepperoni, forget it. That's not even a pizza. I don't know what it is. It's cheese and bread. No wonder Jewish people and Muslim people are so violent and want to suicide bomb and stuff. I'd want to blow myself up too if I couldn't eat pork. Here's a cheese pizza. Boom. Not stereotypical. Stereotypes. Stereotypes are stupid. I used to like. I used to be like anti-Muslim. Back after nine eleven, I would say horrible things about it, uh, Muslim people. That's not right because they're good people. I, I don't think you can stereotype all Muslims like that and say, "Oh, all Muslims hate America," or uh, "All Muslims are suicide bombers." That's ridiculous. That's like saying. All people who have a comedy travel podcast have small penises, which in my case is true, but in other cases it's not. Yeah, I would like to go to some Muslim countries. I don't buy into that whole uh, American anti-Muslim vibe anymore, you know. Not, and I'm not saying I'm... I'm I don't, what am I saying? I don't know. I'm saying I love pork. I think that was the point. Bacon. Bacon and eggs. You can't eat bacon. It's just eggs. What is that? It's not breakfast. That's half a breakfast. So, I love Louisville. I'm having a great time here. The Improv Comedy Club had me opening for comedian Dan Cummins. Dan Cummins has been on Comedy Central, the Craig Ferguson's show, Conan O'Brien. Guy's doing great. Very nice guy, too. He actually has a radio show on XM, Sirius Satellite Radio, on Mondays, I believe. And so he's doing great. And he had me on his podcast, which is pretty cool. It was fun. It was really neat. So look him up if you get a chance. Dan Cummins, C-U-M-M-I-N-S. 
If he comes to your town, you don't want to miss this guy. He's got a very odd look at things in this life. I think that's pretty cool. He isn't like one of these guys who talks about airline food and shit like that. He's he's a little uh, out there, which is very cool. Great show. And the Improv Comedy Club was just fantastic. I would like to thank all the people from the Improv and the Funny Bone Chain that have been good to me over the years and given me so much work. I, uh, I do appreciate that. Especially Dave Stroop. Thank you, Dave, for being in my corner, brother. I do appreciate it. So what's going on today? I, uh, I'm sitting around the condo. I'm broadcasting from the comedy condo in Louisville. The Improv has a condo right downtown for the comics. And I'm waiting around for Jamie Utley, the MC of the show at the Improv this week. Jamie Utley, U-T-L-E-Y. You could find him on Facebook. Funny, funny guy. He should be dropping by. I want to get his thoughts on Louisville. And what he thinks about the improv. We got in a Facebook debate with some guys about... I said that it was an honor to play any improv in the country. I, I said that on a, in a Facebook group. And these guys... They're like open micers or something. I don't even know who they are, but they, they were telling me that it's not an honor to play an improv. And that, I think he said like Carnegie Hall or something was, would be an honor, but not the improv. I'm like, I don't know about that. Sure, Carnegie Hall would be a hell of an honor, but I'm booked in Tampa, Florida at that improv. And unless you've been on that stage and played that room, and got to hang out in that club and know how many great comics come through week in and week out and how hard it is to get on that stage and how great the crowds are, you don't know. It's an honor. Comics from all over the world, it's their dream to play the improvs. And I don't think it's debatable that it's the number one chain in the country. I'm a comedian. I know. There's A rooms, B rooms. Then there's C rooms. <clears throat> then you got your titty bars, bowling alleys, prisons. If you're playing the improv, if you have the improv on your schedule, you're doing pretty good. And I got to play the Louisville Improv this week. And it was awesome. And it was an honor indeed for me. So... That's all I have to say about that for now. <clears throat> when we get back, I'll be talking to Jamie Utley, comedian, about Louisville, Kentucky. We'll be right back. We're back, folks. We are back. That's right. Uh, you can add me on Twitter under the name Reprobate2012. That's all one word, Reprobate2012. Tomorrow we have a really special episode. It's going to be... Um, we recorded from the Improv Comedy Club in Louisville the other night. It was really cool. We were right there at the club as people were coming in. I actually got some... Uh, 
some stand-up, some actual stand-up from the show from my friend Jamie Utley, who's here with me right now, and from myself. So you could have that to look forward to. And to top it all off, we had an interview with Dan Cummins, who has been on, like I said before, Comedy Central, uh, Craig Ferguson... Tonight Conan show. O'Brien tonight. Show. I mean, he's 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 done it all, and he's awesome. And he's actually going to be on the show tomorrow. I'm excited about that. Jamie Utley is here. Uh, that's U T L E Y. You can find him on Facebook. Comedian. Um, how do you like uh, Louisville so far? We've been here all week. I think it's been a pretty fun time. I I, I love Louisville. The uh, Louisville Improv is my home club. So there's no city I'd rather be in than Louisville, Kentucky. The best of everything comes out of Louisville, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the club, the improv in Louisville is a top-notch room. I was telling the audience earlier that you and I got in a debate with a couple of kids on Facebook about, I said, I said that it's an honor, those were my oh, absolutely. words, to play any improv. I mean, comics all over the world, that's their dream is to play the improv. And this kid goes, oh, no, it's not an honor. It's not that special. He's right. Like, it's not that special. Yeah. So and this guy, because... He, he considers himself an underground comedy artist, and that's fine if, if that's what you want to do. If you want to, if you want to do the the underground shows, the alternative comedy, that's fine. But but to say that the improv is not the top of the line, that's ridiculous. I've played clubs for twenty years, A, B, C, D rooms, whatever, and I'm telling you from personal experience, and this is not ass kissing the improv. It's a fact. That's right. That's the room, man. I mean, do you want to play some underground club in Kentucky, or do you want to play the Miami Improv? <laughs> Give me a break, man. Right, right. I mean, from improv, you, the next step up is your own theaters. That's your it. Theater shows. That's, the That's next it. Step up. And the Funny Bone's right there with them. Funny Bone. Aren't they like considered sister clubs or yeah, something like that? Yeah, they are. And the Funny Bone's right up there with them. And they, uh, I mean, there's other great chains. I haven't played the Comedy Zones yet, mm-hmm. but... Uh, I hear they're pretty good. I I don't I wouldn't know, but I can't really comment on them because I don't have any. I've never played one right. of their rooms. Have you played their rooms? I have not. Yeah, um, me somebody has talked to me recently asking me if I would be interested. So oh, I do might it. Be, cool. Might be be on the something uh, coming up. Hopefully, I think they like have a, a gig in the Caribbean or some shit like that. Yeah, I think they're mostly in the south and the east, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, the southeast, I believe. Yeah. I'd like to talk to those guys, get them on the on the show. I bet they have a, an interesting look at comedy because I think they don't they book they don't book the exact acts as the improv. Sometimes they they, mm-hmm. they book mm-hmm. the same guys, but it's interesting. But Louisville's been fun. The club's been nice. The people have been great. We were up against a basketball game, which <coughs> is really important here, and we did pretty good. Still had packed shows. Mm-hmm. Dan Cummins is a killer on stage. If he comes to your town, check him out. He's awesome. Crazy with a capital F is the name of his special. Crazy with the is that on Comedy Central special? Yes. Yeah. You got me smoking cigarettes again this week. That's awesome. That's, That's terrible. What I do. That's I would have no, I do. no. I would have quit again tomorrow. You've got me shooting smack in the bathroom again. Sorry about that, man. It happens. It was nice to share a needle with you, though. Yeah, I know. The hepatitis. I can barely feel it coming on. Yeah, we're blood brothers. <laughs> So I want to go all over the world. You've been to Europe. Yes. What made you go to Europe? Tell me about your trip. Where did you go? Well, I mean, really what started off, it was a, a lifelong dream to go to Paris because I took French. I took French, started in seventh grade, 
took it all through high school, then took it in college. And I was actually in Paris just like the next day after my French final, after taking French for like seven years, I think it was. Yeah, about seven years I'd taken French. So when you were in France, you you knew the lingo. Well, uh, I knew it to where I could... uh, I could I could order food, I could ride a subway, I could do all those kinds of things, but to no matter how long you take in French, conversational French is so different. I took the last year of French that I took was uh, written communication, where we just translated uh, basically twenty thousand leagues underneath the sea. Or oh yeah, I read that book. And uh, like like one semester we translate English to French, second one French to English, so. I can I, at the time I could read French very well, but uh, they speak so fast over there. Yeah, it, having the normal conversations next to impossible for me at that time. So yeah, yeah. A lot of times, like if we were talking to girls and stuff, we'd break out pen and paper, and they'd have to write down. But the cool thing was um, when I was in where was it? I want to say it was in Budapest. Uh huh. And. They, this one country where they didn't speak as much English as the other countries, and we say we went to go get tattoos, and we're like pointing to our arm, tattoo, tattoo, they're like the plane, the plane, or something. And uh, the girl was speaking, and we couldn't understand what we were saying, and then she asked me if I spoke French, and so then we had a normal conversation because her, her French was very slow, and so I'm like translating for my friend, and goes, The tattoo lady is not here today. Then she'd say something, and I'd go, she is sick. She has been sick for a long time. Let's get out of here, man. She's got AIDS. (laughs) Because we had just learned about HIV in Europe, like right before I left. Is HIV pretty rampant in Europe? Uh, I don't know what it was then. You know, I I, I don't remember. It was actually a long time ago. Uh, I, I I don't really know, but I do know that she that's what she said. Okay. And so Budapest, what was that like? Oh, Budapest was crazy because, like, when you backpack around Europe, something that somebody said that is so true is no matter how much money you save up, you'll never have enough money. And everything is so expensive. So we're on a budget where we're eating bread, cheese, and eating cheap. Uh, but when we got to Budapest... We could finally afford to eat like kings. Really? Yeah, for the equivalent of five American dollars, they're bringing out meat and hooks and stuff like that. And it was just, it was crazy, just a feast. And we went to the Turkish bathhouses. Turkish bathhouses? Crazy experience. What the hell? Crazy experience. Tell me about it. Oh, gosh, man, you put on these loincloths and it was just... (laughs) I'm out. I'm already out. (laughs) It was crazy. Um, The funny thing is, there's a certain order that you go in, and we messed up the order. Like, you go to the steam room, you go to another steam room, and you go to all these different places. And because we kept going in the wrong order, they kept grabbing us. These big, giant men would grab us and throw us back in the showers, which is the beginning Let me get this straight. Big giant men grab you while you're wearing loincloths right. and throw you in the shower. Right. And they throw us in the shower. We're like, what are you doing? We've already taken eight showers. Stop making us shower. Because like, you were fucking up the order. They wanted you to not uh, be dirty or right, whatever. Okay, right, right, right. And uh, it, it was crazy. And at the end, a big giant man gives you a massage. And he hit this spot on my ass, like on my hip, that made my whole body... 
just go limp. And I was in total state of ecstasy. Well, wait a minute. That's the wrong choice. <laughs> I, I did not have an orgasm. Uh, but it was the greatest feeling that every girlfriend I've ever had since I've tried to have her find that spot that this man right. triggered, and I've never been able to find it since my whole body just went. Now, did, was it with or without happy ending from the big giant man? Um, no, because I didn't have an extra twenty dollars. Oh, dude. Well, maybe next time. Maybe always the bridesmaid, never the bride. That's that's my story. <laughs> that's my story. So, uh, you went to Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. You smoked hashish. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. How was that? Oh man, it was crazy because you know. I, I'd smoked it in America plenty of times, you know, back in, you know, 80s, 90s and stuff uh-huh. like that. Now, that's weed, not hash, right? You see, you, know, you see, that's just it. I mean, after going to Amsterdam, I, I think that the stuff that I smoked here wasn't actually hash. I mean, right. Because there was just no comparison to right. it. Right. Yeah, I hear hash is pretty heavy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like, like we had to mix it with something because if we took a hit of pure hash, I mean, we'd like vomit. And I mean, it was just, it was crazy. Did you get laid over there? No, I did not. Did not get the pussy. No. I know. They hated Americans for the most part. The only people that loved Americans were Australians. I mean, the whole time you're going from country to country and and, and you're just hanging out with other travelers. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you're hanging out with other travelers. And um, so really the only people that liked the Americans at the time were basically the Canadians and the Australians. Well, I read an article recently that... Americans were voted the number one worst tourists in, in yeah, the world. and I was one of those. Like uh, I <laughs> you were, a, you were that guy. I was that guy. I was in a bar in Budapest, and uh, I was being really obnoxious. And uh, the guy said, "Time for you to go," and starts to kick me out. And I go, "No, I'm not going." And give me another drink. And he served me another drink. Yeah, you were telling me that. Uh, you'll hear that story again tomorrow. <laughs> but, uh, what, so, did you go to Germany? Yes, Munich. Nicest people ever. Now, they were so I heard, nice. I heard German girls are down for American dudes. They were very nice. Uh, we weren't there very long, so uh-huh. I don't really know. Big, big women in the uh, you know the big Germans serving the giant glasses of beer. It was it was a good time. We went to the beer gardens. Went to where Hitler did his uh, beer hall pushed, whatever it was. Where he jumps up on the table and tries to take over when he's sent to prison and writes Mein Kampf. Really? Yeah, yeah. We went to that place. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I'd like to go to Europe. It's it's a great time. I mean, everybody needs to do it. Everybody needs. Did to you do it. hit any of the offbeat places like, say, Norway or somewhere that isn't no. Paris and England? Didn't hit there. I mean, we went to some some places that you know maybe most people might not be high up on the destination, like Innsbruck. What, what's that? In Innsbruck. Innsbruck. I don't, um, I don't know that. Salzburg. Uh, you know, like more 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 Eastern Europe, I guess you'd say. Um, Innsbruck was beautiful. It's like in the mountains. We went there because there was like a Winter Olympic Museum, and the guy I was with was really into the Winter Olympics. Did you ever feel in danger while you were in Europe? Oh, yeah. Was there ever a Lots moment? Lots of times. Really? Lots of times. Tell me about some of the danger. Okay, well, one time we're taking the train, and basically, in order to save money, we would we, we had an unlimited Eurorail pass. And so in order to save money, we would often take the train at night and just wake up in another country in order to not pay for a hotel or Now, hospital. would you have a sleeper car? No, you had a car, but if you're lucky, you had a car to yourself, like me and my two other friends, and and the and the seats would fold into beds, and so and we brought sheets with us and everything. Awesome. So it, it, uh, most of the time, we were lucky. Like going, there were some places that were miserable, like going from 
Oh gosh, I don't remember where I was coming from. Maybe Rome to Barcelona, where it was standing room only. You'd stand for like eight hours, and that was horrible. what a nightmare. Oh, that was a nightmare. But we would wake up in another country, and so sometimes we take the train late at night. And I remember one time in particular, man, there were these scary Russian guys, and us, the only ones on the platform, at like two in the morning, and just really bad vibe from them. And they'd like walk over and look at us and stuff, and. It was scary. Oh, there's another time. Yeah, Russians are very tough people. There, there's another time they had the. Um, oh, what country were they from? There, there were these African immigrants in Paris. That uh, one time we saw one beating, beating a woman really bad, like just beating her really bad. Wow. And so us being American, holy shit, you don't beat. You don't beat women. Right. And so we jump in, and I'm, you know, getting up there. I'm scared to death. And we're, I'm basically in between him and the girl. And finally, we're like, she runs. And then I'm sitting there, and then he starts walking towards me. Oh, no. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm fucking just, I'm so scared. Fight or flight at that point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm scared to death. He goes, you're American, right? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, you want to buy some weed? <laughs> and, uh, and right as he said that. The police put the handcuffs on. Police came and got him. And after they got the handcuffs on him, then I could start talking shit. I'm like, yeah, you don't mess with Americans. You don't mess with women. Oh, <laughs> you become the, the yeah. ugly American. Suddenly, I'm from, uh, you know, this guy that's scared to death. To, You're lucky the police came, man. I was getting ready to whoop your ass. <laughs> yeah, I saw some of that at this bar last night. These, I was hanging out with these army kids. And a lot of fights were breaking out at this bar. And... Uh, the two guys were about to fight, then it gets broken up, and then they start talking shit. Yeah, I was yeah. just about to fuck you up. Yeah. Now yeah. that my friends have you and me separated, yeah, there's there's a lot of that. When, when else did you feel in danger? Gosh, man, I I can't really think of anything that really, really stands out. Now, I also had the opposite, where immigrants from that same, con- from that same country um, show up and, like, we start partying with them. But, like, there's just times, you know, you're late at night, you're in a back alley, and it was just really more the vibe, like, this isn't safe, you know. Like, I'll tell you what, I've never been had that, that feeling more than being in Tijuana. You get off the Revolution Boulevard, and uh, you get that pit in your stomach where you know the surroundings, this is not safe, you know. Right. What brought you to Tijuana? Uh, I used to live in San Diego, so we'd go down there to hang out, party, and stuff like that. Did you see check out those donkey shows? I never saw a donkey show. Oh, dude. When in Tijuana, you have to see the donkey <laughs> I've heard about them. But How was the food in Tijuana? How were the people? Nasty. I wouldn't eat, I wouldn't eat in Tijuana. I were mean, the I people nice? Before I came over. Um, if, you stuck, if you stayed in one area, yes. I mean, yeah, pretty much because... They they depended on your dollars. Uh huh. There's like kids always running up, uh, selling you chiclets. They got like these chiclets, and they they're like begging for money. I used to do a joke about I don't care about if Mexicans want to immigrate to the U S. I just don't want their kids knocking on my door selling me chiclets. Right. Got one person laughed because only one person knew. <laughs> only one person had been to Tijuana one in the crowd. From, you know, had been to Tijuana. When you're in West Virginia, they never been to fucking Tijuana. They never. So. uh did you sleep in Tijuana? Did you get a room there? Uh, I have before. Yeah? How much did that run you? Do you remember? Brought ballpark? No, cheap, I don't. expensive? I, I, it was pretty cheap. I think it was under $50 for a pretty nice room. Uh-huh. But it wasn't like, you know, 
two dollars. You know, nothing like that. Right. Well, have you been any other places? Europe, Mexico, all over the U.S. Um, that's really about it. Yeah. I, I tell you what. I tell you what. The coolest place I've ever been to in America is uh, Williamsburg, Virginia. Uh huh. Way cool. Place. Tell me about it. Uh, well, basically, it's it's a uh, it's like <clears throat> these actors play the part of uh, of colonial America. Basically, it's, uh, back when the British ruled, and um, it, it's cool. Like 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 everybody has a character, and so you walk through the town, and you know you stop by the blacksmith shop, mm-hmm. you stop here and there, and. Everybody's got English accents. And you really feel like you're there. Yeah. In fact, I read an article that a lot of people complain because it's not accurate because what's missing? The slaves are missing. And so they tried to make it more accurate and brought in actors for slaves. But then the crowd start going nuts because they'd see the slaves getting whipped and stuff like that. And fights actually broke out. Oh, wow. So evidently it is real. But yeah, and the Williamsburg Inn... Oh, man, it was like total luxury. And I got to go because my girlfriend at the time was there for a conference, and so we got a total free trip. And so, because it can be a little pricey, especially if you're staying at the Williamsburg Inn. But, yeah, it's a really cool place. And you recently were um, hired to do a tour, the Monsters of Comedy Tour, with Ralphie May mm-hmm. and Jim Brewer. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. Well, that was the biggest thing that I've ever done. In fact, that that could be my peak. And you know what? If that was my peak, that'd be okay. Because I've already gotten to do things that I never thought I'd get to do. But it was really the first time that I've gotten to play the part of a serious road comic. Because I'm still brand spanking new to comedy. Right. And so I really got to play the part. I got really lucky. Um... Because I was originally only going to do like like one show, and it went well for me, and my understanding is uh, one of those guys or both of those guys said some great things about me, and I got to do more shows. And But it, it was a chance for me to really feel like a serious comic, because, you know, it's hop on a plane, fly to a city, go to the hotel room, rather than, you know, my normal life of drive five hours. Uh-huh. Shitty hotel, shitty condo. Right. If I'm lucky, uh-huh. if I don't, you know, if if I don't have to put myself up or crash on a couch, mm-hmm. you know. And so, it, it, it was just incredible. It was just an incredible experience. Um, one thing that I that people are like telling me where I really messed up is I started off. I flew part of it and I rented a car for part of it because this was out on out east. And when I rented the car. I can't remember if it was Jim Brewer or Ralphie May, but one of them said, hey, you want to ride to the next city? And, you know, that's every comic's dream, to get to hang out right. and get close to those guys. And had I been thinking clearly, I would have said, yeah, I need a ride, and left the rental car. Sure. And just gone on and, and done whatever I had to do to get back. Uh-huh. And uh, had that those hours in, in the car with them, you know. Sure, you know. pick their brains. And- yeah, and... Hopefully, you know, your dream is, hey, come on along. Like, Ralphie May even told me, he said, I, he said, I'll throw you a bone, you know, get in touch with me. I've not yet worked with him, but he said, I'll, I'll let you open for me. Sometime. That's cool. So, uh, and the coolest thing is, <laughs> I mean, it was crazy because, like, I had my own dressing room. That's awesome. I, uh, yeah, it, it was. No joke. Yeah, I mean, it was crazy. I had my own bathroom, my own dressing room. 
uh, you know, security would walk me through crowds and after the shows, like as I'd come out, I learned from them how to do theater shows. Like I come out and I point to the balcony and wave and jet engine and roar would go. And then after the show, people would come up and go, "Hey, man, I loved you on Comedy Central. Your Comedy Central special is great." Because they, I step on stage and they're like, "Oh, it's that guy." <laughs> you know? But you've never been on Comedy no. Central. <laughs> no, they're like, they're like, "Oh man, what's that one movie you're in? I, which one?" You know. <laughs> and so no, it, it was a home movie that I made with my wife. I don't know who they thought I was, but because it was the monsters of comedy, they, they just assumed, assumed that you were some big time guy. Yeah, yeah, that's so awesome. I played the part. And then uh, the cool thing is, Ralphie makes May makes so much money off merchandise. Uh, Ralphie May asked the promoter, "Go, does he?" Pay for his own travel because it was mostly most I've ever been paid for a gig. That's for sure. Awesome, like way more, like five times more than my highest paying gig. But I had to pay for my own travel. And Ralphie May looks at the promoter and says, "Does he have to pay for his own travel?" And she said, "Yeah." He goes, looks at his tour manager, says, "Break him off his travel money." And so out of Ralphie's own pocket, he ended up paying my. What travel. a guy! I keep hearing yeah. good things about oh, Ralphie. Oh, he's May. awesome. Guy. I haven't seen him in years. Him and Jim both just really, Jim put me on his. Uh, on his Sirius XM radio show. Wow, what a thrill! Yeah, it was it was crazy. I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, these are these are people that are my idols, and they're like, "Hey, come with me. Let's go hang out." And you know, we it, it was just unbelievable. Well, uh, where where are you heading next? What what other gigs have you got this year? Where are you going? Oh gosh, uh, you know, and that's another exciting thing because you know, like I said, I'm brand new to comedy still, but it's so exciting that now when I get asked that question. I'd say, I don't know. I don't have my date book with me. Right. Uh, so, um... You got stuff lined up. Oh, yeah, I yeah. That. I got stuff coming up. I think next weekend, I might be in South Point, Ohio. South Point? I don't know that place. It's, uh... It's, I think it's right by the border of West Virginia. Okay. Got One that of the little up. sleepy towns. And I've got, um... I got Jamie Atley and friends last Wednesday of every month at the Louisville Improv. Really excited about and that. And that's a showcase night? Well, it's, it's kind of a cross between a showcase night and, and the real show. Basically, in fact, I would just love it if you, if you came. If you're ever passing through or something, definitely come down. But basically, yeah. it's my concept is three headliners on one show, each doing 20 to 25 minutes each. That's cool. And, uh, and, it, it, and they get paid like 50 bucks. So it's not worth somebody's... While to come unless they're showcasing for work right, in yeah. front of the GM, it's not worth your while to come. But if you're in the area and well, my price tag is way higher than fifty bucks at this point. I, I think most people's are yeah. my price tag is higher than fifty bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if I'm in a town anyway or passing through and want to showcase, right? Then yeah, I'll, the I'm hungry all, guys will do that. I'm not that right. hungry. Well, no, I mean like the local headliners. We got a lot of local headliners yeah. in Louisville. That if they're off work, why not? They, they sure. would be going to an open mic anyway. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I've, I've had, certainly have no problem with filling it with talent. Like the first show was Rich Reagan's, Brad Lanning, and Keith McGill. So I mean that was really strong show. Everybody had a great time. That's cool. Where are you? Li- where do you live right now? I kind of split my time between Louisville, Kentucky, and Evansville, Indiana. Oh, that's right, Evansville. Mm-hmm. Uh, there used to be clubs in Evansville. There, there is. I'm working on getting one going. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that I will be able to uh, get a club up and running within six months. That's cool. It, it's, it's being talked about. Well, uh, it's five twenty-one right now. Um, oh crap! We got a show. To yeah, do we have ourselves. a show to do in less than. I already took a shower. I'm ready to go. Me um, too. Yeah, 
So we have stuff to do. we got to get going. We have a show to do tonight. And then I'm driving back to Columbus. I'll, I'll be broadcasting from there this week. As far as I know, unless I get called somewhere else, i got Bob Cook coming in on Wednesday to cover the news. And I have, uh, of course, don't forget tomorrow, big show, Dan Cummins will be on tomorrow. Uh, it's a, an interesting show. You, you're going to hear, uh, uh, you're going to kind of feel like you're at the club with us. Because we actually broadcasted from the club, right there, as the crowd comes in. It was pretty interesting. It was fun, wasn't it? Yeah, great time. So, check that out tomorrow. Thanks for listening, everybody. Stick it to the man. Smoke weed, motherfucker.